the vibes welcome back to another episode of the hoop genius podcast brought to you by nba 2k23 bj armstrong real name no gimmicks and your boy momuzi we're here once again <laughs> talk more nba we, we missed an episode yesterday we apologize for missing episode i was up in liverpool if you're watching on video you might be able to see the little jersey i got going on the lebron collaboration continues um okay liverpool fc kindly invited me to the game i felt like bj armstrong because they had me in the executive oh. box I felt like oh. a real boss. Then oh. it gets better. They take me down to the pitch, like right courtside in, in basketball terms, but pitch side as the players are warming up. And guess who's standing next to me, BJ? You will never guess who was standing next to me. Guess LeBron James. LeBron no, James. Obviously not because he's in LA. And if he came over, the Lakers would have a meltdown. But it was someone who is arguably just as famous or almost just as famous as LeBron James. Maybe oh worldwide God. more famous than LeBron. None other than Will Ferrell himself. Oh. I have no idea why he was in Liverpool watching a football match, but it was great to see Will uh, and he was there and he was loving it. So we had a great time at the game and it was a great experience, but then came back home today and it was Valentine's Day. So BJ, I'm not okay. going to ask for your plans for Valentine's Day. You can keep that private. Yeah, but sure, I'm a, I'm a, no, I, it's nothing private over here. It's been some game for the young G's. When you're on the pot, some game for the young G's. How are you treating your lady on Valentine's well, Day? Uh, well, you know, how am I treating my wife? Well, every day is Valentine's Day. Yay. Every Yay. day is smooth. <laughs> every day. You know, you it can't be just one day. You know, I... I, I <laughs> Every day, you know, how am I treated? It's just, you know, just another day. It's a, 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 well, I can't, I can't say things and not execute them. Like it's all love. I hear it. Like, you, you, you know, a lot of people say things, but Mo, here it's all love. It's all love all the time. It's all love. So yeah, you know, it's, this is, it's always Valentine's day. You know, it's every day is, is, yeah, is a man. good day. You just got to find it. You yeah. got to find it. Yeah, man. Shout out to everyone who celebrated and enjoyed that day. If you didn't enjoy your day and you were alone on Valentine's Day, I'm going to shamelessly plug my newsletter because I did drop an article on the newsletter and it is a very okay. exclusive article only for the paying subscribers who can read this one. And that's okay. all I'm going to say about that because it might be the best one I've written so far this week. And um, oh. check that out. You're going to have to check that out and you can subscribe okay. to the link in the podcast description. But speaking of Valentine's Day, BJ Armstrong, love is in the air, Valentine's Day. My question to you is name the one player in the NBA, who made you fall in love with basketball? Because you get one player, you get players um, that you're like, oh wow, that's cool, that's cool, that's cool. But who's the one player that made you you watch them and then you became obsessed because you're like, I've got to play like him or I want to go up against him? Who's the one player that made you fall in love with the NBA and, and basketball in general? Well, you know, I was introduced. And, and it's it's kind of odd, you know, Mo, I, I, and, and I think I, I don't think this is normal behavior. Like, I don't think my childhood and how I looked at the game is normal. OK, because. As a child, I didn't look up to any of those guys. And okay. the reason being, Mo, I was. You know, I was a different guy. I was just talking to my parents about this the other day. And he was asking me, was a, you know, it doesn't matter who it was. It was a. Growing up in Detroit, we didn't have the wherewithal to like go to like games, but when go to an NBA game. But when we did go to a game, maybe once or twice a year, 
which was a big deal for us. You know, we would sit way up. And one time there was a famous NBA player who we shall not name. Okay. And my mom and dad, we were just talking about this the other day. They said, hey, BJ, let's go down and get his autograph. And I, according to my parents, I was like eight years old. And I said, no. Because one day I'm going to play against that guy. I love that. And my parents were like, no, son. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> I love the way they start with no. <laughs> no, no, son. Let's, you know, we spent good money to come here. Yeah. We have an opportunity. It'll make it special. And I was adamant about not getting this player's autograph because one day I'm going to play against this player. And we were just laughing about that. And, you know, I wasn't impressed. That wasn't, I didn't respect it. I respected the, the pros because I, I was around the pro, like Dave Bing and Isaiah Thomas and these guys. Like I saw these guys play. They, they in, in the like, summertime or, or yes, you know, out yeah, in Detroit. They, they, yeah. Yes. They, so this wasn't like, wow. It, 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 this was something like in the summertime, everyone came back to play. You know, Magic Johnson, Greg Kelser, all of these guys, Terry Tyler, Terry Durod, John Long, the list goes on and on of Detroit players who played in the NBA. And I could go to this gym called St. Cecilia. The Pistons this year wore green uniforms in honor of St. Cecilia. Yep. And everyone who grew up in Detroit, that's where we all play. Every professional player played there. You like, you didn't come up and didn't play there. So I didn't feel, I was just talking to him about it. I didn't have a normal, like, this player was a fan. Like, Mo, I missed that part of my life, for better or for worse. I hear you. Okay, so I was introduced to the game by my father. I was I had a my first coach, um, if you will, or my first mentor was a gentleman by the name of the late Sam Washington, who ran the St. Cecilia gym. He saw all the pros from Spencer Haywood to Jimmy Walker, Bob Lemire, Dave Bean, every George Gervin, every Detroit player who played in the NBA came there. And I happened to have been mentored by him. I happened to go to his basketball camp. So I had this idea from a very young age that it was attainable for me and that all I had to do was to perfect my craft, what it is I do. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that was right or wrong, but it worked out for you. I mean, it it did work. It worked out. It worked for me. So my introduction and respect for the game, I maintained that and I maintained my confidence to be able to take it and play against here. So when I played in the NBA or I played, I, I never was in awe because I learned the game. I just learned about the fundamentals of the game. Like I never, ever wanted to, you know, look, you know, I saw player X, for instance, I never said I wanted to be that guy. So I, I learned the game to say, if you can master the fundamentals, mm-hmm. the game, you can do whatever you want to do with the game. And once I learned the fundamentals, then I saw your style. Because how many ways can you dribble going left, Mo? Yeah. <laughs> how many ways can yep. you dribble going yep. right? Yep. I There's have. only so many ways you can change directions. 
So mm-hmm. I didn't say I want to have a crossover like player X. I just wanted to know what was possible for a player to go from left to right and to figure out in every way he could do it so that I could react or whatever it is I could do. And mm-hmm. I always try to be true to the game. And for better or for, ro- for worse, Mo, I learned and I tried to perfect the fundamentals of the game. And I maintained that throughout my playing career. And look, it takes a certain level of talent to play this game, physical talent to play. And some players are phys- more physically blessed than others, right? With whether it's speed and quickness, size, strength, or whatever it is your advantage may be. But as far as the fundamentals of the game, doing everything that needed to be done, I tried to concentrate on those things. So if there's someone who taught me the game, it was the fundamentals. And when I see the game today, that's why I always say, players will say, well, the game has changed. Okay, that's great. Sounds Mm -hmm. good. Mm -hmm. Looks good. The fundamentals never change. Yep, I hear it. So a chess pass is a chess pass. A bounce pass is a bounce pass. So, um, So the game itself is probably what I respect most. And I respect the people who respect the game just as much as I tried to give it. You know, I try to say that's the game is the most precious. And yeah. then all of the players who play the game, hopefully you'll respect the game. And, 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 you know, if you respect the game, the game will respect you back. So for me, growing up in the UK, you know, when I first discovered the NBA, it was, you know, the Shaqs, the Kobe's, the Michael Jordan's, but we didn't have that same kind of coaching or the same NBA players playing in the summertime. So I really had to teach myself how to hoop. So I looked at a little bit of everyone. I was trying to, you know, I was trying to handle the ball a little bit like Steve Nash because he's coming from like a football background, soccer, as you will. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I'm trying to get that little quick crossover, those little assists that he can throw. I was trying to shoot the ball like Paul Pierce. BJ, if you saw my jump shot when I was a kid, you would have hated it. My legs were so wide as a base because I was trying to shoot like Paul Pierce. And then as I got older, I refined it and obviously had coaching and stuff like that. You know, I was trying to trying to copy Hakeem Olajuwon's footwork, right? But the player that made me really fall in love with basketball was Kevin Garnett because it wasn't just the basketball side of it. It was just his intensity every time he went out on there on the court to be the best he could possibly be. Like every mm-hmm. single possession, going hard in every single thing that he did. I think that kind of I applied to, to life. So now, even now, you know, doing what we do in the media, I try and go hard with everything that I do. So, you know, I know you got the story about not having an autograph because you want to, you want to play against those guys one day. For me right now, it's the same in that I've been around the NBA Larry O'Brien trophy thousands of times in my life now from being blessed to do what Mm -hmm. we do, being at the finals and whatnot, but I've never touched it and I never will touch it until I win it as a general Mm. manager or executive or even an owner if we get enough subscribers on this podcast to make enough money. So that's my little superstition. But that's a nice little wholesome story, but we've got All-Star Weekend coming up, B. I want to talk a little right. bit about All-Star Weekend. You know, I want to talk a little bit about this because there's All-Star, you know, you've got the Rookie Challenge, you've got All-Star Saturday night, and you've got the All-Star game on the Sunday night. And we'll talk about the other events, but today I want to focus on Saturday night, right? Because they have just announced who's participating in the different events. So we're going to go straight in with the three-point contest, as you were an elite three-point shooter. Here are the players taking part in this year's three-point contest. We've got Tyrese Halliburton of the Indiana Pacers. We've got Tyler Harrow of the Miami Heat. We've got Buddy Heald, also of the Indiana Pacers. We've got Kevin Herter of the Sacramento Kings. 
We've got Damian Lillard of the Portland Trailblazers. We've got Laurie Markkinen of the Utah Jazz. We've got Anthony Simons of the Portland Trailblazers. And of course, Jason Tatum of the Boston Celtics. Now, right off the bat, Mr. BJ Armstrong, who is your pick to win the three-point contest? Obviously, these things are impossible to predict, but if you if you were a betting man and you had to place a bet, Halliburton, Hero, um, Heald, Herter, Lillard, Markkinen, Simons, Simmons, whatever you want to call him, Tatum, who is going to win? If I heard all the names correctly, and the guy who I think is going to shoot the best off that rack, because it's not like... yeah. It's not like shooting like in a game. And that's what I learned, you know, when you play that some people have a natural rhythm. I think Buddy Hill probably has the best rhythm to come yep. off the rack. Yeah. You know, it's not to me. It, I mean, truthfully speaking, I mean, again, shooting when someone passes you the ball is totally different than shooting off of a rack. Right. Yep. A lot of times and- you got to. And shooting off the dribble is very different to shooting off the rack. Like you got yeah, to think about Jason Tatum. Most of his shots are coming yeah. off a dribble sidestep move. Yeah. Yeah. So you're shooting in a rhythm, shooting in half court is different than shooting full court, getting the pass from an offensive rebound where you can see the rim for an extended amount of time. So there's a lot of things that goes into it. However, however, um, shooting from a standstill off the rack and the ball is to the side of you, right? Mm-hmm. Normally you catch it like in the pocket. So I think Buddy Hill probably has the least amount of movement out of all of these players to just find a rhythm. Now, I don't know if he's going to come up the right side or the left side or what have you, but there's a definite rhythm that you got to figure it out. I never was fortunate enough to figure it out, right? Um, sometimes you figure it out or sometimes you may just get hot. You know what I mean? Like, it, you, because you got to get hot. You could you could be a great shooter, yep. but this is a different shot. And if you get hot and catch a rhythm, you might just catch a rhythm. Because you got to do this. For, I think it's like three rounds. You got to do it for like three rounds. Yeah, you yeah, got to yeah. advance. You're, you know what I mean? And and so if you're asking me just on the rhythm alone, knowing what I, the little bit I know about it, and I've played with a few guys who've won, it, won the thing, and I've been fortunate enough to participate in it, you got to catch this rhythm. I think Buddy Hill will be the guy that is most poised. But again, you know, who knows? But I I think he probably has the best chance. I think he's won it before, if I remember correctly. So these are the rules for this year's competition. It is going to be, uh, the basketball is going to be positioned at the five main shooting locations on the three-point arc. Four of the racks contain four official NBA game balls and one multicolored money ball. The NBA game ball is worth one point and the multicolored money ball is worth two points. And um, each rack, the multicolored money ball can only be shot after the four orange balls are shot. The fifth rack, you know, the competitors can decide which one is going to be all money balls. So you might have that first, you might have that last, you might have it somewhere in the middle from your favorite spot on the court. So there's that. But then here's the twist. Two ball pedestals are positioned at Starry range because Starry is the sponsor of this. I don't know what they are, but maybe a cleaning company because it's an orange and lime in their logo. But there's two deep shot locations between rack two and three and the others between rack three and four. Each star ball pedestal holds one special white Starry ball and shots made with the white ball are worth three points. So by having a really deep three and two of them basically worth six points, Makes me lean towards Damian Lillard because obviously he's 
one of the best long range shooters in the NBA, Steph Curry is not going to be competing. So Dame getting those extra six points, I think could be great. But Buddy Heald was my pick too, because I think he's capable for making it from that range. I mentioned Jason Tatum's favoring coming off the dribble, but I have been in the gym and seen him shoot like 33 points in a row without missing. So that is worth bearing in mind. But I also feel like someone like a Kevin Herter, who's got a very, like, very, what's the word, you know, consistent form. He's very consistent with it. I think any of them are capable of winning. I don't know about Tyrese Halliburton because his form is a little bit awkward sometimes and it's a little bit of a slower release at times. But it's going to be interesting. If there was an all-time three-point shootout of every player who's played in the NBA, I would pick Larry Bird to win it because of what he's done in the three-point shootout previously. But do you think there's anyone who could beat Larry Bird in a three-point contest? Yeah, I think there are a bunch of guys that could beat Larry Bird. And, and the reason being is like, again, you got to get hot, right? Yeah, I mean, you, you, it, it's... I mean, Larry got hot without taking off his warm-up jacket one year. Okay, that's fine. But that's why they call it a warm-up jacket. It's a jacket made to warm up in. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not like you... It's not like you... Okay, I'm not impressed. <laughs> you know, I... Nah, that's a, that, I, that was a flex, though. That was a flex, just walking in. Okay. I'm not even getting ready for this. Right. I'm going to just win. Okay, that's fine. Okay, that's that's great. I I, I get it. However, however, you know, I, I play with a pretty good shooter, Craig Hodges. You know, I think he won a, a couple of these. Um, you know, Trent Tucker, Chris Mullen, you know, Steve Kerr, if I remember, he won it. I mean, there's so many phenomenal, phenomenal shooters. I mean, listen, I think Steph Curry has as good a chance as any. You know, I mean, I think he's won it, you know. So, I, I mean, I, I think there are people who can win it. It's just a matter of getting hot at the right particular time. And look, Larry, if you're talking game, I, you know, Larry, if you're saying a three-point shot in the game, you take Larry. But when you're talking about a contest, anybody could get hot. I mean, you and I could get hot at the right time. I mean, it's just for whatever the reason. Um, But, I mean, that's a good choice. I mean, Larry is... You know, Larry Legend is Larry Legend, but those other guys aren't bad. You know, Mark Price. You know, I'm just thinking of guys that you know that that could play. I mean, there were there were so many phenomenal shooters, not at the volume that they're shooting now, but there are some guys out there who can really put that ball in the basket. And you know, if Steph Curry in a in a shooting contest was against Larry Bird, I mean, who you gonna pick? I mean. This guy can shoot a little bit. I mean, give this guy credit. I mean, just a little warm bit. Up just a little or bit. Not. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm saying, warm up jacket or not. Uh, you know, Craig Hodges, I think he won the contest one year and he he wasn't even signed to a team in the NBA. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, these guys can really shoot. There's a, there's a lot of great shooters. Reggie Miller could really shoot that basketball. Ray Allen, he could shoot that thing. Yep. So. You know, I, I, that would be fun, but I, you know, I, it's, it's different okay. playing in the game. Okay. Well, the NBA All-Star Saturday Night tips off with the Skills Challenge. And for the Skills Challenge this year, there are three teams. There's Team oh, Antetokounmpo, gosh. which features Giannis, Thanatis, <laughs> and Alex. There's Team okay. Jazz, because obviously Utah are the host city. They've got Jordan Clarkson, Walker Kessler, and Colin Sexton. And there's Team Rooks, which is three of the rookies, Paolo Banchero, Jaden Ivey, and Jabari Smith Jr., Now, let me break down the format of the challenge. There are three different rounds. Round one is a team relay, uh, similar to things that you've seen in a skill challenge before, going up and down the court. 
uh, round number two is team passing. And round number three is team shooting. And if there's a tiebreaker, there will be a half-court shot. BJ, it's kind of an ambiguous rule set there, but who do you think is going to win? I'm just going to pick the home team. Utah. Utah Jazz. They'll get the biggest... They'll get the biggest roar. So I'm yep. going to say the Jazz. I'm I'm going to I'm going to go with the Antetokounmpo's because they've done this before last year. So they've got the experience. Well, we know they're going to try. Well, that, that's for sure. They at least hard. some of the guys. Yeah, they're they're going to go hard. They go. So, you hard. know that's a good choice. That's a good choice. The rookies. I hope after, they do win it. You know, after Scotty Barnes and those guys did it last year and and kind of had a really bad time making wide open jump shots. That has put me off from picking the rookies to win it. But now the main event that everyone looks forward to on All-Star Saturday night, and that is the Slam Dunk Contest. PJ, mm-hmm. there are four players who will be in the Slam Dunk Contest. Mm-hmm. Mac McClung, who signed with the Philadelphia 76ers today, will be going up against KJ Martin, Kenya Martin Jr. from the Houston Rockets. Also, Trey Murphy III of the New Orleans Pelicans. And Jericho Sims of the New York Knicks, who Ja Morant tweeted he wanted to see in the dunk contest. Which of those guys stands out to you? Hmm. I'm going to say Kenya Martin. I mean, I, you know, it's not fair for these guys, you know, because I, I, I mean, that was probably a golden era, right? Where actually that was kind of the event that everyone kind of waited for, you know? Yeah. There was some amazing participants. And it's no disrespect to any of these guys um, that are currently participating because, you know, these guys are are great in their own right. I want to say Kenya Martin just because, you know, he I'm probably most familiar (laughs) with him. Yeah. (laughs) uh, Dunking. So, you know, but we'll we'll see. I I, I think he I think if you're asking me today, I'm going to go with uh, Kenyon Martin Jr. Okay. Um, he can jump out of gym. There's no doubt about that. He has an insane vertical leap. But so does Jericho right. Sims, but it's harder for big men to win the dunk contest. Trey Murphy the third is an intriguing one, but he's representing the Pelicans and everyone wants to see Zion doing this instead. Mac McClung intrigues me. He's only six foot two. And if you look at Mac McClung, you would never expect a guy like him to be in a dunk contest. So for a casual fan who aren't aware of the hops, I think they'll be really impressed by what he does. So I think Mac McClung could actually go out there and win this thing. BJ, all-time dunk contest. Not who you think would win, but give me the four names of all players all-time who you'd want to see in the contest. Oh, wow. There's so many. God, well, you've narrowed it four. Okay, so it, there's no dunk contest without Dr. J. Okay, so you got to yep. have the dunk. The OG. Yeah. You, you got to have Jordan in there. Just for mm-hmm. the creativity, you got to have Neek just for the. I mean, it was like he he dunked so violent. You Dominic know, like, Wilkins, the you human know, you, highlight yeah, machine. Yeah, yeah, you got to have Neek, and you got to have Vince Carter. I mean, VC, yep, VC, VC is pretty good in those type of events. So I, those four to me would be because it 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 used to be competitive. Now it's just the show and yeah, know, you guys got I gimmicks. Mean, for me, you know, though, it, uh, it's just uh, yeah. for, for, for me, you have to have Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon. They have to be down there. Mm. 
And then if I have to pick guys that you've not picked, uh, you can't say it. But twenty sixteen was the best dunk contest we ever seen. Okay, I, I, well, you know, okay, that's the best dunk contest you've seen. Then that's the best contest you've seen. I, I'm not gonna, I can't argue with that. <laughs> I can't I mean, argue with that. If those that's the two best guys, dunk contest you've seen. Yeah. With, what what year? What year was the best dunk contest you've ever seen? Like I'm talking about contest, I mean, I like, not best winning dunk. I'm talking about the yeah, actual yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like it when guys compete. Uh, Jordan and and Dominique, because you're there was a true competition. It's not like a you know this guy does something and I I, I like I like I don't know Mo. I, I I grew up competing like like whatever you're doing, try to win. I think Gordon yeah, and Levine did that. Like Gordon and Levine definitely. I, I, did that. I, 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 Hey Mo, I, I have no I have no argument. If that's the best oh, one you've oh, seen. Oh, I agree oh, with you. And while we're on the topic, I got to give you guys an exclusive. Stay tuned because coming up very soon on the Hoop Genius podcast, an exclusive one-on-one interview from myself with Mr. Zach Levine. We did talk about the dunk yes. contest, so make sure you subscribe now. But yeah, so I'm taking Zach Levine, Aaron Gordon, and then I've got to pick two guys. Obviously, Vince Carter's got to be there, but I can't pick guys you've already picked. So I like Nate Robinson was a special dunker because of he was so unique with his height. And I think, you mm -hmm. know, the dunk contest appeals to casual fans who don't really watch the NBA. That brought in a lot of people mm -hmm. like, wow, who's this guy? And then who am I rounding out with? Because you've taken four of the all-time greatest dunkers to ever play. You yeah, know, I so. mean, that's what I'm saying. It, it, it was, I mean, if you said like Larry Nance, I mean, you're like, wow. I mean, David Thompson, like, wow. You know, guys like Terrence Stansberry and Larry Keenan and, I mean, there's been some incredible dunkers. You know what I mean? Uh, I'm taking Spud Webb, for instance. I'm taking like, Gerald Green. I think Gerald I, Green is creative with it, very underrated. So I'm going to take Gerald Green. Mm -hmm. He obviously he's not in the same category as the four guys you pick, but I'm thinking just from the modern era of what we've seen in the past 10, 20 years. Right. Um, what could we do, BJ, you know, I remember, to to make the dunk contest exciting again? I'm not saying it's not exciting, but just you know. To bring back that same passion that well, guys had for he, before. He, 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 I mean, he, here's the thing, though. Like, okay, I don't know, but again, I, I'm, I, you know, like today, Mo, I, I feel my age today because you're looking at things, you're going, okay. People say, well, what can we do? Well, here's what has to happen. The game itself is always driven by the creativity of the players who play. There's no more creative. There's nothing else to do. Like these guys, these players have, in my opinion, they've maximized, they've maximized their ability and how high they can jump. What else are you going to see? Mm -hmm. Like John Morant is doing dunks in the game that we normally would want to see in a dunk contest. <laughs> okay. Yep. <laughs> okay. All right. The creative, there's nothing else. You've seen guys do between the legs, around the legs, around the head, jump over people, jump over cars. What other creative thing you want to see? You've seen the Superman act. You've seen a guy jump over a seven-footer. What more do you want to see? You've seen guys throw alley-oops with their feet. Steve Nash, I remember one year. Vince Carter dunked it with his elbow. The creativity of the game right now is kind of it's stalled because of one dunk you know, that, where the game is. In. One dunk that I think went underrated was when Dwight Howard raised the rim to 12 foot. Now, if someone can raise the rim higher than 10 foot and still do one of these crazy dunks, 
I think that would be something special. I think dunks that get a lot of love now have kind of a like a special guest, like Aaron Gordon dunking over Taco Fall, maybe, or Hamadou Diallo won it dunking over Shaquille O'Neal. There's always that gimmick to it. I think, you know, there's other things. Um, Cole Anthony tried to dunk in Timberlands, which was kind of disappointing. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. But, like, someone creativity. should dunk in Crocs. I want to see someone dunk in a pair of Crocs. Yeah, you don't want to get anything you want to get hurt, bro. You don't want to see that. Right? Oh, I don't think they'll be okay. <laughs> you don't want to see someone jump. These guys jump and then they got to come down. Yeah, yeah. Crocs yeah. weren't made to be doing that, right? Uh, just when you, you hang the on the rim just a little bit, you know. What I'm uh, okay, <laughs> all right, well, that's fine. However, the creativity that's necessary to play the game to dunk, I don't think no longer exists. Just mm. like the game is, it's just like you know, it's kind of like things go in ebb and flows. Well, we're in a flow right now where there's no more creativity, right? Like. When Jordan dunked, you were like, oh, my God, what is that? Like, yeah, we, we, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, because Dominique was doing the all, windmill. You were like, what is also, that? Also, like, now guys windmill during games. Guys 360 during games. What and saying. what people want to see is posters, and you can't get that in a dunk contest. Okay. Poster but dunks. You want to see, yeah, you want to see something you haven't seen. Like, when Dr. J, for the first time, dunked from the free throw line, you're like, what is that? You, you want to see something you haven't. Vince Carter gave us, what is oh. that moment? Like, yeah, yeah, okay. it's, over. He, it's over. Okay, now, now you need, you know, you need a hype man. Yeah, well, to distract you from this what's is really I going like, on. The, the evolution of it, like Zach Levine did the free throw line dunk, but he windmilled the free throw line dunk. Or you know, Aaron Gordon, he he jumped over someone, but he sat down in the air and put the ball underneath his legs and dunked. Like we never seen that before. So there is still areas that I'm pretty sure they can explore. But there is, I, 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 there is one more part of All-Star Weekend that we need to discuss, and that is the celebrity game. BJ, I'm going to name Which, to you. Why aren't you playing in this, Mo? Well, we need more subscribers to get me in the game. We need oh, you guys please. listening to subscribe and share the show with your friends and get them to subscribe. And next year, hopefully I can be considered celebrity enough to be in the game. Because this year, okay. they said to me, Mo, you're not famous enough yet. But okay, all right. what I want to do is... I looked at this list and I think I recognized eight of the names. So I'm going to go through this list of the people playing and you're going to tell me who you recognize. So we've got okay. Team Ryan versus Team Dwayne. Ryan Smith is Team Ryan, the Utah Jazz governor and honorary captain. And Dwayne Wade is obviously Dwayne Wade and a Utah Jazz minority owner and honorary captain. So on Team Ryan, we have Kane Brown, Corday, Diamond DeShields, Calvin Johnson, Marcus Mayon, The Miz... Albert Pujols, Everett Osborne, Ozuna, Guillermo Rodriguez, and Sinequa Sin uh, Walls. Excuse my pronunciation. How many of those names did you recognize? About half of them. Okay. And Team Dwayne, we have Dwayne Wade, Nikki Jam, Jessa, Simu Lee, Hassan Minaj, DK Metcalf, Janelle Monet, um, Arike Ogonboale, 21 Savage, Ranveer Singh, Francis Tifau, and Alex Toussaint. How many of those did you recognize? Oh, yeah. Who are you I'm most excited to see balling out in this celebrity game? Um, I... I... Again, well, like, <laughs> not not for basketball, I, skills, I, you know, but just for the entertainment. Because remember when Kevin Hart used to play? He used to be he was rubbish, but it was so entertaining. 
Okay. I listen. If it's entertaining and people enjoy it, great. I mean, you, you know, like when I see these things, like I've I, I've seen too many of these, Mo. I've been to, <laughs> I bet you, Mo, I, I started going to all-star events here as a professional since the 80s, okay? Well, that's a long time, <laughs> okay? Yeah. It's a long time to be, Mo, like at this stage, I'm not trying to be entertained anymore. Like play the game, see the players, and then let's go home. Now, Kevin Hart is, it's pretty funny, but I mean, I, I honestly, when I watch those, when I watch those celebrity games, Mo, honestly, you want to know what I really think? And I'll Mo, only Mo should be playing with you. Mo should be playing well, is what you think. Okay, there's two things. One, Mo should be playing. It's just that no one gets hurt. Because it always looks like someone. Yep. <laughs> Mo, <laughs> like, Mo, like, Okay, you have to be in elite condition mode to be playing. It's different than playing three-on-three or a non-regulation gym. These are regulation. This is a regulation court they're playing on. And, you know, your adrenaline is pumping. And I just always say a little private moment that no one gets hurt because it looks like someone's going to really do something. Yeah. You know, it, it just doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't look good. You know what I mean? I hate you. Just, I hate you know, you. like Mo. You know, it, it's entertaining, but it's not funny. You know what I mean, Mo? You know what I mean? I, so, I hate you. I, I want to see what Twenty One Savage can do. I, I want to see what Twenty One Savage can do. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, going to be yeah. interesting. I, so, I I just want people to be entertained, have fun, and no one gets hurt because. Well, it just doesn't look good to me all the time. Well, <laughs> well. It, Speaking of being entertained, having fun, and no one getting hurt, there's one place you can do that every day, Monday till Friday, and that's the Hoop Genius Podcast brought to you by NBA 2K23. So make sure you subscribe to the show. If you're feeling generous, then you can give us a nice little five-star rating on Spotify or leave a nice review on the Apple Podcast Store. That would be much appreciated. And share the show with your friends. Like BJ said, if you want to see me in the All-Star Game, you've got to grow this show. We take it to a please, whole new level. Please, Mo, I just want to say, please, ladies and gentlemen, Mo, what did we agree to? You got to get 30 points, right? 30 is, points. That, is it 30 points? Yeah, 30 points. Mo yes. said he could get 30 points in a celebrity game. I don't think that's possible. Who's guarding so, me? Whatever we got to do, people, me. all of the listeners, please, not even for the show, just for <laughs> our own entertainment. <laughs> this is for us. <laughs> this is for us. Let's start now to get him, Mo, in the game. And then I will come to the game and give a live, live play-by-play. We're going to fly some listeners in, too. I'm going to fly some listeners Oh, in. yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to fly listeners. listeners. We're going to get tickets. We have to do whatever we have to do, people, to get Mo in the game. Because Mo told Mo has said to me with confidence, not cocky, he was confident that he can get 30 in the game. Easy. And I said, I would love to see that. Tell, tell me who's guarding me, BJ. Tell me who's gonna guard me. Tell me. No one. <laughs> I don't I don't know, Mo. I don't know who's gonna guard you, but I just want to see it. Bro. That would be that would be that will be very enjoyable for me at all-star weekend and and we should be able to get at least 
you know some of our listeners over there to 100 100 100%, 100%, 100%. well if you want to see that you know what to do share the show with your friends and make sure you all subscribe oh. and most importantly do what i'm about to do and when i drop 30. no no but most yeah. importantly mo you better get buckets oh, you know right i will now. i say every day hey, hey, i'm not hey, worried hey, hey. I'm I, I'm going I'm going on a campaign right now, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> boys and girls. <laughs> let's do whatever we got to do right now to get Mo in the game. That's what we got to do. That, right. that, that's that's fair. Whatever that's we got to do. That's fair. That's that's, that's let's that's, do it. But uh, whatever you guys do, make sure you get buckets.